I have a question for you, my Chakra Girl radio listeners. Do you feel like you have a deep connection to your intuition, but you don't know how to use it? Almost like you know you're meant to be a healer of some kind, but you know you have so much healing you need to do on yourself first, and you have no idea where to start. Babe, if you are feeling those whispers from the universe and you're attracted to all the woo-woo things like crystals, tarot cards, you know, it's because your inner goddess knows you have a big purpose in this lifetime and she wants to show you how intuitive you really are. So the first step is to connect to your inner healer goddess archetype so that you can begin to remember those innate abilities and she's closer than you may think. So I've created a fun and easy quiz for you to tap into your subconscious and to really make a connection with your inner healing goddess archetype. And on the results page of the quiz, I'm giving you a list of exactly how to use your powers to heal yourself and to heal the collective. So go take the quiz today and get started on your goddess journey to healing yourself and elevating the collective. So go to quiz.chakragirlco.com slash goddess. That's quiz.chakragirlco.com slash goddess. Chakra Girl Radio with Amberly Lyons is an uncut look into the lives of today's influencers to create real conversation about spirituality, modern girl problems, and the balance between vodka and green juice, gurus and Gucci. We're getting real about the chaos, mistakes, and meltdowns that come along with success. Here's your main chakra girl, Amberly Lyons. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Chakra Girl Radio. This is Amberly Lyons here, your main chakra girl and spiritual BFF and founder of the Chakra Girl Co., a platform inspiring women to be intentional AF while living their best lives and balancing their chakras, which is so needed. Today, we are chatting with someone that I love dearly, Natalia Benson. She is a modern mystic that is so inspiring and so gorgeous. She's an astrologer, a tarot reader, and a spiritual guru. She is the resident horoscope gal for who, what, where. No big deal. And she is also going to be our resident astro forecaster. So there's that. She's actually giving us a summer astro forecast on this episode. She's giving us so many juicy details on all of the mystic happenings over the summer and what we need to look out for. We're talking also about honoring and claiming your menstrual cycle and how that works with the different moons. We're talking about prepping to mindfully quit your job because I think everyone should quit their job. Just putting that out there. This episode is brought to you by my Chakra Girl Meditation Bundle, which is a compilation of all the meditations, visualizations, and lessons that I've learned over the years to manifest a Fab AF life. Basically, I took little tidbits from meditations, books, lessons, courses, all the things I've paid hundreds of thousands of dollars for. Okay, maybe not that much, but probably pretty close. And recorded them into some fun and approachable meditations to activate your chakras. And when your chakras are activated, that's when you turn into a manifestation magnet girlfriend. There's a meditation in this bundle to open up each chakra, plus a chakra cleansing meditation, plus a bonus audio on how to meditate if you are new to meditation. So whether you are having trouble staying consistent or you're totally new to meditation, or you've been meditating for a while now and you just wanna activate your chakras, we've got you covered. 
these meditations are for you. Podcast listeners get $10 off with the promo code podcast. So here's what you do. You go to chakragirlmeditation.pagedemo.co and then you fill out your information and then a payment screen is going to pop up. And at the bottom of that payment screen, there's going to be a link that says, do you have a coupon code? And then you're going to click that, type in podcast, and then just pay and get your meditations. And then we'll get Zen AF and we'll manifest your best life all together with open chakras. Okay, guys. So I just started a new mastermind group. So I am a host of a mastermind with these like super cool women. And I'm really excited because it kicked off today and they're all so cool. And I led them through a really awesome meditation slash visualization to tap into your inner mother nature and your inner essence. And it was just really, really magical. So I am feeling, I feel like I'm still vibing off that. Plus my home is just filled with Palo Santo smoke. (laughs) I've been burning it all day because I've had so much going on and it helps calm me down. So feeling pretty Zen right now, not going to lie. The shocker tip of the day is something that I just realized while actually recording this episode. If you are overeating, it means you want to feel heavier and more grounded. Isn't that kind of wild? And that usually means that you need to like balance all the chakras. You need to like do what you need to do to feel more grounded. And if you're someone that barely eats and you're trying to like feel lighter... That usually means that you need to do more spiritual work to connect to the cosmos and all of that. So that's why spiritual people are so skinny because they just want to feel light. And that's what Natalia talks about today on the podcast. I want to do a chakra shout out to a book that I'm reading right now called A Tribe Called Bliss. I'm a total book snob. I am a big complainer about all the books that I read, I'm like, meh, this is so obvious, or this is just a compilation of blog posts that has no flow. And I'm, I'm a huge book, book snob, guys, trust me. But this is actually really good. And it's like sectioned off nicely, and it all makes sense. And there's a flow. Her name's Lori Harder. She's really, really cool. She shares about her story and her past. And I really resonate with a lot of what she talks about. And, you know, her journey to release shame and guilt around her past and tapping into herself. I just freaking love it. She, it's uh, really about like creating authentic connections and, you know, having those amazing girlfriends. Because one of the things she talks about that I love is how we try to detach ourselves from the present moment because we're uncomfortable. And she talks about how we are all like most people are not super comfortable with small talk. I know I'm definitely not. So that's why when I'm at a party, I'm like chugging my wine or hoarding the food table because I'm just like, I can't with small talk. I would like to just talk to one or two people about our deepest, darkest fears and our biggest desires in life. Is that so much to ask? Is that a weird thing to do at a party? I don't know. That's all I really want to do. So go check out the book. And I'll link to it in the show notes. I think you guys will really, really like it. And especially since I'm hosting this mastermind, 
Um, and also with this mastermind, there are a few open spots and we're meeting in Hawaii at the end. So there's that LMK if you'd be interested. Anyways, go check out the book, have better relationships. And might I say that me and Natalia have become soul sisters and BFFs because this episode, you'll just see, she's just freaking a magical, she's just a magical human and you guys are going to love her too. So reach out to her, send her love and enjoy your summer forecast. Let's do this. Welcome back, everyone, to Shocker Girl Radio. We are here with someone I freaking love, Natalia Benson. She is a modern mystic that's so nice. We've brought her on the show twice. She's an astrologer, tarot reader, and spiritual guru. She does readings, has courses, and it's just so fun to follow because she's always dropping mad inspo. And she's also the resident horoscope guru for who, what, where. And I'm going to consider her our resident astro forecaster. Hopefully she's okay with me calling her that. So welcome back, Natalia. Thanks, babe. I'm so okay with that. That would be great. Yes. (laughs) We're going to just like keep having you back to tell us what we need to do. I can't wait. Perfect. Oh my gosh. Okay. So since you've already been on the show and everyone loved it, by the way, it was one of our like top listened to episodes. Oh my God. What? Yes, it is. And so since you've already done our rapid fire slumber party questions, they had to come up with some spicier ones for you. (laughs) I love you. You are the best. (laughs) Like literally I'm smiling so big. My face hurts and I can't wait to hear what you're going to ask me. I'm scared too. Okay, some are, no, they're like, they're not that scary. They're not okay, they're scary. not there's super only, spicy. There's only one that's a little spicy. Um, okay, so what is your, and I know you told us this last time, but has anything changed in your morning routine? Like, what are you doing every day to make yourself feel grounded? Oh my goodness. You know what? Let's see. I can't even remember what I said last time, just because as I just told you a minute ago, I feel like. Amber and I always like we have to talk for like five minutes and just get get all the details of life out of the way before we really talk and we record it. But um, I just went through such a massive transition that I literally it's like one of those things where you feel like you got like temporary amnesia. So I'm not sure what I told you last time, but what I have been doing recently that's been amazing is I've been making sure no matter what, no matter how busy that I am that I get in my, my Kundalini meditation and I'll get in just a minute of affirmation work and visualization. And then another fun thing, um, actually it's like a little three-part thing. I was trying to get myself off my phone first thing in the morning, but I am so in love with the people who interact with me And life has just become so exciting and my career has become so busy. I'm like, that's fine. I will get on my phone. But in exchange, I found this two really cool little apps that I use first thing in the morning. And well, first and foremost, I record my gratitudes um, into a voice note as if they've already happened. Uh, then, and this is all while I'm still in bed, by the way, like I haven't gotten up to meditate yet. This is just what I do with my phone. Um, and then I found this really cool 
um, this really cool app for manifesting your soulmate. So I listened to that and it's really beautiful and interesting. And then um, the last thing that I do is I found this like feminine empowerment Isis deck and it's for the goddess Isis. Oh my God, it is so cool. And basically you choose a card, you read the oracular message and then it'll give you like a meditation to do. It's so cool. So anyways, those have been my fun little additions to I think I talked to you last time and told you about my kundalini meditation so yes Kate what one are you still doing the same one no you know what I actually just started doing um there is one that I've done off and on for years but and it has kind of a brutal name so please forgive but I am always working on my self-love practice Mm -hmm. and it's actually called uh, a meditation for healing self animosity. Mm -hmm. And basically, it's just a really simple breathwork practice. It's very calming. And it's because I was doing last time I told you I was doing the projection of the heart chakra, which is magical. And I still do that one. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I was like, wait, but like self love self worth stuff is such a big one for me. So I added that one into my morning routine. Oh my gosh. I I don't get up early enough, by the way. So like, I'm just (laughs) starting my actual work at like 11 o'clock. I feel like this is actual work too. You can't be your best self if you're not doing your things. Thank you so much. And (laughs) and that's why I love about this transition that I just made in my life because I'm like, no, this is my work. Exactly. Thank thank God. And I've been encouraging my, my Insta audience lately, like to think about your spiritual and self work as your work. So thanks for reminding me because I think I still have that that program sometimes of like, well, that's just like your spiritual woo-woo moment. But then I also know, no, that is my work, but it's still something I'm retraining myself to think and do. I know. Like even this morning I had like woke up early, I did my meditation and then I went back to bed and was like cuddling with my husband and my dog. And I was like, Mm. oh my God, I should be working. I should be doing stuff. I'm like, no, this is my fucking work. This is my job to feel good. So I just let it happen. Babe, congrats. Absolutely. That sounds like heaven. That's my five-year plan. Yeah. (laughs) Or two-year plan. Yeah. (laughs) It's happening. It's happening. And you'll have to send us links to those apps and the card deck and the Kundalini meditation. I get lots of questions about my Kundalini meditations too, because I always talk about them, but I don't know. Do you have like a link to yours? I don't even know how to link to mine. I just have the song. Yes. This is what's awesome. Um, I will absolutely send you all those things and then also yeah you can literally the the kundalini people they're just so organized and on it and they're very tech savvy so you can basically go on google and you just google the name of the meditation and then put meditation pdf Mm -hmm. and they're they're all up there you can pretty that's how i link if i ever talk about a meditation or Whenever I teach on my Wednesday night lives, if we, when we do breath work, I always link the meditation after. Okay. And you can just find the PDF on Google. It's okay. all there. It's super okay. easy. I need to send mine out too then because I'm doing one that's like separate nostril breathing. Ooh, yay. Which it's one? Really good. Um, <laughs> I don't know. You like block your... So the mantra is um, Waheguru. Uh-huh. And you like block your right nostril and breathe in through your left. And then you 
do the mantra 16 times pumping your stomach and then you breathe out so you're like holding your breath for so long amber amber do you realize you were doing one of the most advanced kundalini meditations there is no i did not know that it's i believe it's called sudarshan chakra kriya and when i was in my teacher training and i was healing from my addiction which i talked to you guys about last in yeah. our last talk yeah um, my teacher hadi jivan he knew that i had been an addict so he assigned me that meditation to do for 40 days and if i ever That's broke it day, doing. Babe, yes. babe it will change your that meditation changed my life okay i, I love how you're like yeah it's like this i'm like wait <laughs> geography, i'm gonna throw something it is, I, like, just, I just i just i just went to the screen now <gasps> i have the pdf and it is it is sadarshan chakra kriya Oh my God. I love you. You're just like, I'm just doing the most lick leaning meditation. Like, I don't even know what it's called. <laughs> it is. That's a powerful one. Yeah. Oh so I'm God. like in this program that's called breaking through your blocks. And that is the 40 day thing at the end. So I'm on day eight and already I've seen, I'm just getting like so many insights about staying present and like, confidence and just all these things that I was like why didn't I know this before why didn't I do this before I mean so. you're literally like re I think you mentioned this when you were talking or you were I was just listening to your hashtag fangirl over here I was just listening to your interview with um with the with fashion lush mm-hmm. Erica and I don't remember if she said it or you said it about like reworking your neurology, but that's literally what you're doing with that meditation. You're like opening new neural pathways. Okay. So amazing. Really powerful. And yeah. literally the first, like on day one, I got this like amazing, exciting email opportunity that I can't talk about yet, but I'll tell you later. Um, okay. <laughs> and it was like, it was literally the first day. So you guys, I'm going to link you to this meditation and it's going to change your lives as well. And are you tuning in before the meditation? Did they teach you how to do that? Um, I just do like a few breaths and <clears throat> yeah, I kind of like set an intention. Maybe I need to like, here's the thing, like, cause I was trained by like Sikhs who all were yeah. training under Yogi Bhajan. So, yeah. and I don't really, I don't, I do Kundalini by myself. Like I have my manual and stuff and I do it at home. I don't really know how it's evolved and shifted, but I'm wondering like, cause I know that a lot of Kundalini stuff's being shared now. So I wonder if they're still like, yes, you need to do the tune in. So anyways, that's just me, my teacher training brain. I'm like, wait, but do you have, do you guys have, do you still have to do the tune in? So the lady that taught that I like practice under her she is very like anti-rules and she calls herself like the (laughs) she calls herself the black sheep of kundalini oh my god i love her yeah oh my god you would love her gloria latham and literally writing down like at the end of like a kundalini like if you go to her class in person she'll just like blare top 40 music and just get everyone to dance around and like high five each other. Lit. Oh my God, babe. Okay, cool. So she's going to hear this and be like, oh, that's one of those who followed all the rules. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. One of those Kundalini squares. Oh my God. I love it. Okay. Well, congratulations. I love that you're doing that and please keep me posted. Oh my gosh. I will. Okay, we so that was our first question. 
that was our first rapid fire oh my god we're too much okay i'm gonna bundle these next two questions into one okay what okay. is your favorite trend fashion trend of the moment and what is one trend that needs to stop right now oh my god babe i'm like the I'm so funny. I don't even know trends right now. I am my own. I'm in my own universe. And I'm obviously very into, I'm very into style, but I don't really know a lot about trends. Yeah. Okay. So let me say, yeah, I, I basically mean styles. Like what are you like loving to wear and what are you just wanting people to stop wearing? Okay, let me think about that for a hot second. Okay, well, I'm obsessed with leopard, and I'm really happy that leopard's a thing. Yes. Um, and I'm I'm a little bit ready for like matching plat, like matching print sets to be done, except mm. for leopard. Like I yeah. want to be able to wear all leopard forever. Yeah. And that's <laughs> yeah. all. That's all I'll say about that. I love mismatched same all day I wore it the other night I went to dinner with um one of my best friends and uh, I literally wore like a white blazer a leopard um a leopard swimsuit top that I maintain as a bra (laughs) and then some polka dot pants and I was like this is my best outfit yet that is goals I love that (laughs) (laughs) okay what is your favorite trashy television show babe you know I don't watch tv at all (laughs) Okay. What about celeb (laughs) gossip? Like who's, do you know any, like, are you keeping up? Like, do you know what's going on? No. Can you believe it? Like I'm, I'm literally like one of those and I don't, I'm one of those. And I literally, I don't, I don't even watch Netflix. Cause like, I'm so, I have such an addictive personality Mm. that like, I, if I'm in a relationship, I'll watch like movies and television, but when I'm single, like no way I don't watch anything isn't that insane no actually when I was single I literally never watched tv I didn't even have a tv yeah and I don't have a tv either sometimes people come over and they're just like where's your tv I'm like um I'm, I I don't have one and they're just like and then they leave <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. They don't leave. Oh my gosh. One. Oh my gosh. No. This was like the worst moment of my life. Okay. This is, I'm being dramatic, but in grade 10, I had this boyfriend that was in grade 12 and he was like really popular. And he would always complain that I didn't have a TV in my room. And for Christmas, he bought me a TV and I was so mad. Like I almost broke up with him. I love you. What a good memory. <laughs> you were like girl bossing it before it was a thing. Yeah. Like, oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's that. I don't like TV. You can't force it. So. You really can't. But but I will say just like I have talked about this a few times um, on my, on the gram. But like I got obsessed with that show Vikings and I watched the entire first season like wow and I and I maintain my my boyfriend at the time was like you were definitely a viking like you need to watch this show and I was upset have you ever seen it it's on the history channel of course leave it to me to be obsessed with the show on the history channel um I've always loved history though like since I was a kid and uh I wonder if there's like yeah is this like a past life thing one million percent like literally you wouldn't believe like my 
obsessed. It actually gives me chills, like the kind of chills where you're like tapping into something. Mm. And um, yeah, I just literally was obsessed with that show. And it was also just really well done. I won't watch it anymore just because like, like I said, I'm single. So I'm like not watching television or movies. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, I also, I'm just like, I feel like I have so much going on and I'm always doing so much like studying right now that it's like, I don't have any space for that at the moment, but it doesn't mean that once winter comes, I won't be watching something again. What are you studying for? I mean, babe, I'm like studying life, you know, like I'm always sharing my books that I'm reading. Mm. Um, but right now I'm rereading like Barbara Marciniak's Palladian channelings about uh, called earth. Um, I'm reading a book about menstruation and like honoring the cycles and like oh, the what's ancient that one. Is that the, what is that? The, the red moon. I just posted okay. it the other day. I just okay. started it, but, um, I've been like, just a quick aside, like the, it's never rapid fire with me. Cause I've got so much to say, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I recently have just become insanely aware of like hormonal cycles and especially me getting into my thirties noticing like my physiology and my hormones and all this stuff really shifting. Um, cause my body's like WTF, are you going to have a kid or what? Mm-hmm. And things yeah. are really shifting for me. So I've really been interested in like understanding like how we used to honor the menstrual cycle. And it's really weird, babe, just a quick aside. Um, Barbara Marciniak's earth I literally happened to randomly open to the whole excerpt where she talks about women's menstruation and like how important it is to like honor the cycles and like honor, um, actual bleeding. Mm -hmm. Um, and then in addition, I'm reading this book about it. So I'm like, okay, I really think that this is going to be something that I really start to talk about because I think it's important. And I think that we don't, there's such a weird taboo around our periods. I think it's shifting a lot now because it's like, such woman power vibes these days, but I, I don't know why I've been really drawn to it. And it's something I've had a lot of trouble with in my life. So that's some of what I'm reading and studying. And I'm always wanting to learn more and I'm always studying my tarot and I'm always studying about astrology. I'm just like always. Okay. No, I love that. I think everyone (laughs) needs to continuously be doing that as well. 100%. But to and each their own. We learn totally. everything. You know what I mean? Like oh, 100%. You, you and me could watch like something trashy television and like look at it 17 layers deep and be like, okay, oh. and that is the best yes. universal I, example. I learned a lot from keeping up with the Kardashians. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, okay. But on that period tip, I, are you someone who gets your period on the full moon or the new moon? So I'm actually on it right now and, and we have a new moon on Wednesday. So I believe it it shifts though. Like, and that's the cool thing about tracking your cycle is there was a while where I was bleeding on the full moon and then ovulating closer to the new moon. But I believe what they say, I could be totally wrong and I need to go back and do my research. I believe they say that bleeding near the full moon and bleeding near the new moon or on the new moon and then ovulating near the full is the least, um, let's say the least, uh, draining on the body, but let me, have you heard that? Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that it's like the most natural, like that's kind of the way it's kind of supposed to be. Not that it's wrong if it's not, but that's kind of like with the least resistance. And then mine's the total opposite. But then I also (laughs) heard that being the opposite means that you have like mystic powers. 
but oh, if that's okay. true, then you should be definitely <laughs> on the whole moon. Um, but it, well, because with the cycle, like they say, like, at, like when you're bleeding and the week after, or sorry, before the week before and the week during, you're supposed to be resting. Yes. And then the following after you bleed is like your sexy week when you're like looking really good and like it's all about planting seeds and like you know yeah, you're feeling energized and yeah. like clean your place like clean do your, your laundry do all yeah. the things that you like want the, those doing are like long. the manifesting actions and then yes. the next week is like the actual actions like doing the work yeah um but then it's supposed to be the same with your period so you're basically you're supposed to have it's supposed to be, sorry. So that's like with your period, but that's supposed to be the same thing with the new moon. So if you are synced up with the new moon, then it makes sense. Oh my God, and, babe. Thank you. You're such yeah. a little BB genius. Like, thank <laughs> yeah, you. Genius. But you're right. That's exactly it. Like the ovulation yeah. phase and the manifesting. Mm-hmm. And actually, like if we were trying, you know, when we, when we are ready to like have, you know, the baby, it's like that is the time too. It's the most procreative because literally the sperm is reaching the egg. So it's yeah. like, yeah, it all, that's what's so cool to me about life and like paying attention to the ancient wisdom and like esoteric stuff because, oh my God, there's so much information, right? It's so intuitive. And like everything makes sense. Like, yeah. and I found that with chakras too. It's like everything that I learn about, I'm like, oh my God, but that's like the order of the chakras. Like it all makes, <laughs> it all makes sense. It's so crazy. And Love then, you. yeah, so I'm clearly out of whack. So I get bloated twice. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> I'm like bloated now. And then I get, I'm, I basically like experience PMS twice in a month because I'm like completely. Oh my back. God. But, I can't, I can't say it's far off for me to be honest. And, yeah. you know, one of my best friends, Anna, who I post like every other day, cause we're together a lot. Uh, she started reading a book about like women's hormones. And um, that's been really powerful because this goes into like doshas and Ayurveda, but uh, being very vata pitta, mm-hmm. I was like not eating a lot just because like I like would eat really light and just want to be light on my feet and just go, go, go and not have to think about grounding. But then what she enlightened me to was that that is like destroying my hormone balance. So Mm -hmm. talk about PMS. I was like getting PMS before my period. I was getting crazy moody around ovulation. And she told me through that book she was reading, I think it's called Woman Code. Oh yeah. Um, Yeah. I haven't, I haven't read it yet. Yeah. But she's been reading it and like enlightening me on everything. But I was like, oh my God. So lately I've been like really working on like eating consistently and just getting really, really nourished and grounded and really seeing what that does for my um, my hormones. And like, especially for me, it's not so much the physical, it's more like mental, emotional, which I just opened up about the other day on my gram, how I get like almost severe emotional anxiety around like my cycle. So anyways, this, like, can we just talk every other week and like yeah, discuss? We literally. Let's have a talk show. Yeah. Can we literally, and we can just like, <sighs> can we just like be like, okay, this is how, how bloated I am. This is how grouchy I am. What's happening? No, I really, I mean this, and it's like, that's the thing. And the reason I even bring this up now is because, or that I'm reading these books is because I just feel like this awareness for women is part of our empowerment. Mm -hmm. And when we 
know that like we're more cyclic beings. We're cyclical. We're not linear, which my mom's always tried to drive home with me. She's like, Natalia, you're not a machine. Yes. We live in a very, like the system we live within, which is fucking awesome in in many ways, but it's, it's linear and it doesn't support the cyclical nature of a woman's cycle and a woman's mentality. So yeah. Anyway, yeah, like women. Let's talk about not, that next time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> women I'll go on a tangent. Like, yeah, but I feel like, like, just like you were saying, we should not be like hustling when we're supposed to be resting. Exactly. So, and that's why the last thing I'll say that is, I was reading an article where a woman basically said PMS should not exist in a world that like honors a woman's cycle. Mm-hmm. Like if we were getting to live more in flow with our cyclical nature, um, that PMS is like a byproduct of a culture and a, and an economic system that doesn't support a woman's cycle. Isn't that wild? I totally, totally believe that. <laughs> I was like, hashtag dope. Like, I'm- yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. That's a whole other episode. You're like, okay, question, question, no, two. question number three. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, but now I just want to know what is new since last time we chatted, because I know you've had a lot of changes. Oh my God. Oh, so many. I can't believe it's already the like middle of June. Um, well, let's see. I, I was working, like I told you, I was social media director, um, for a company here in LA and I decided to leave and take on my mystic practice, my, you know, my brand personality and my coaching like full force. And then I obviously also do my music stuff, which I talk about here and there on my Natalia Benson Instagram, but, um, huge shift of just, you know, preparing to let that part of my life go and like fully step into my power with my work and my true work, like my dharmic work. And it's just been exquisite. Like I've been busier lately than I've ever been. Um, and it's been incredible. And, uh, let's see, I'm still doing all my who, what, where I do, I do my work with OPI. Um, I've got some really cool things in the works. I've been doing a ton of work on my site. Um, I actually just posted something today that I'm going to share and it'll be, you know, up for forever and ever and ever. So whenever this airs, you'll get to see it. But I just actually posted a cool thing called like my spiritual girl beauty hacks and um, like all my suggestions for uh, like the women that I go and see. So like women, businesses and blog bloggers, it's actually not that big, but anyways, it's like five things that I do. Um, and just these suggestions that I have for like what to me like creates glowing skin and what my practices are with my hair and like my face and all this stuff. So I'm like really getting to work more on my blog and I'm starting a membership platform um, for people to have access to all my course content. And I'm starting a text message service for like starting your morning off with intention. So a lot of really cool stuff in the works and just a ton going on. It's great. I'm grateful. And it's amazing how like for me, you know, my big thing was like stopping playing small and thinking that I needed this thing that I didn't really need. But I, I really respect, you know, a lot of my clients, they're always like, I want to, you know, I want to make this shift. I want to leave this relationship. I want to get out of this job, whatever it may be. And like my Capricorn rising self is always like lay your foundations because sometimes like 
doing the tower-like motion of just leaving. I mean, sometimes there is space for that and you 100% need that. But then there's also a space for, okay, like I'm aware that I'm ready for a change and a big shift. And what groundwork do I need to lay to make that change? And that's what I did. It wasn't, I think I finally reached that moment where I was ready to leave my job behind and really step into my work. But that was like, I think, you know, even without this last job, that was like probably many, many, many years in the making. Cause then it's like, it was almost like a boat sliding off of the dock. It was just like right into the water. I went and just like full sail. And that's cool. Cause it hasn't always been like that for me, but this transition was really seamless. And I feel like the universe just really received me. So it's been really cool. What was there like a sign or like a moment where you had to like make the decision and what, like, how did that go for you? Yeah. I think the sign was when I started realizing that I had no more energy and my vitality was almost gone and I was stressed and I was feeling anxious because that is not our natural state of being Mm y'all. Like that is not what it's about. And I think that, you know, for me, I just finally realized like, whoa, I'm not listening to myself. You know, like there's something here that is making me feel really anxious and I'm not paying attention. And when I really just, I just finally realized, okay, now my health and my feeling of well being is being threatened. Like that's how I knew I needed to make a change. Mm. And because I think that our body has wisdom, I mean, I know that our body has so much wisdom and it talks to us and the heart will kind of whisper. And then the body, when it gets to the place of physical, that means you're like at the last line because then you can get sick. And that's usually when people make the biggest changes and they actually start listening to their heart and their soul. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like finally when it gets to that physical manifestation. So I suggest making the prep <laughs> while it's still in the heart whisper phase and learning how to listen to our intuition, but it takes courage. It takes a lot of bravery, but that was what for me was the hit was like, okay, my physical well-being is starting to be threatened and I need to make a shift. Mm, yeah. Can't fuck with the body. No, it will fuck with you right back. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I love that. And I love this for you. And yeah, I just love that you're doing so many exciting things and I'm excited Mm. and yeah. And implementing what you suggested by the way, but I'm just going to like I'm going to give you a little shout out on my store when I post it. <laughs> Yay. I'm so excited. So good. So what are like the big goals right now? Just like launching and getting everything in place? Yeah. Like, well, I am working on, oh my goodness. I'm just like airing all, I'm see my Capricorn rising. I'm like a little bit reserved, but I'm just going to go full force any, anyhow. But right now I'm working on getting an agent and that's cool. That's in the works. Um, just to start fielding, I get a lot of requests for events and collaborations and stuff like that. And I really want to grow that part of my work. So that's a big thing. And that's kind of me like out in the world. And then with me on my internal work, it's, always making sure that, you know, my goal is to be peaceful and my goal is to be authentic in what I'm doing. So I make sure that I'm walking my talk all the time. And if I suggest something, um, through my blog or my Instagram, it is because I do it and I've Mm -hmm. been doing it. Um, 
And then in addition, yeah, just all my work on my site. Like I, it's funny. I realized this morning I had a funny moment where I was like, wow, I actually always wanted to be a blogger, but (laughs) it's just funny because I was like, wait, like I'm not going to be a fashion blogger just because that wasn't, I love fashion, but I was like, that didn't connect to me, mm-hmm. but I, I'm grateful that I get to be writing and sharing information, mm-hmm. but it, it's like what you share. It's like that nice yeah. um, intermediary between like the mystical and the material. So yeah. <laughs> it's fun. I love Real it. Life. No, totally. Yeah. And I, I know I love it. You're just kind of doing it in your own way, not in the traditional sense of like fashion exactly. blogging or what everyone else is doing. So that's so, so fun. I always Thank knew you. I was like wanted to be famous and then I found podcasting. So <laughs> And maybe I'll have a reality show one day. That's the goal. You'll have to watch it. Hey, if I have a reality show, I'm buying you a fucking TV so you can watch it. Anything you do, I'm going to be all yours. Like you, you are very magnetic. And I was thinking that like, you're very like, I'd have, I can't wait to read your chart, your natal chart. Like I told you I will, and I will, and I would like to, but I would love to see like where you're sort of like enigmatic, like you're like, you're very spellbinding. And I want to see, I, I want to look at your chart and see why that is. Oh my God. I love it. <laughs> like we talked about you sweating. I was like, I need to yeah. look at like why that's happening oh, in your chart. She's such a <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So funny. Okay. So, so excited for you. Now I want to talk about a bit of a summer forecast. And I mean, this will be helpful for everyone listening. And we can also talk about how it works for us. So what is going on in the cosmos? Okay. I'm, I'm really excited to go into this. So first and foremost, I want to be so transparent. Um, I'm very grateful. I like to empower everyone that listens to me with information and, and demystify that anyone can do what I'm doing you just got to take to the internet and take to your studying. And that's why I have that Mystic 101 course, hashtag shameless, parentheses shameless plug, because I (laughs) want you, I want everyone to know that like what I do and what I've built, it literally just comes from imbibing information. So the reason I say that first is because I went ahead and took to the internet and Cafe Astrology is my favorite astrology website. It is so chock full of information. And I went through and I wanted to see what she had called out for some of the big summer happenings. So I, of course, I'm going to be giving my own interpretation of these uh, astrological cosmic happenings. Um, But you can go to Cafe Astrology and get so much amazing information on your horoscope and like what's going on in the cosmos, et cetera, et cetera. So that is where I got these dates from. And I just wanted to like be super clear about that. (laughs) And then I'm going to... I love you back. And I'm just going to go through and I will, we'll, we'll basically just go through the next few summer months. Um, well, babe, can I start with the new moon? It's on Wednesday, even though it's yeah, going to be so, a past Yeah. So it'll be past tense by the time this airs. So this is airing on a Tuesday. So we're talking about last Wednesday. So just think back to what happened. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, by the time this airs also, we'll still be in this, I don't, I'd have to look really quickly and see where the moon will be that day. Like what, just give me a second because I want to make this super relevant. Let's say, what's the date today, babe? Today's the 11th. The 11th. And then we've got the new moon on the 13th. Mm -hmm. You will 
will be airing this on the 19th, it looks like. And the moon phase will be waxing. Okay, so we'll still be in a bit of a of the new moon phase and starting to move towards the quarter phase. So anyhow, that's just a little lunar dork um, download for you there. <laughs> um, so new moon in Gemini this coming uh, Wednesday, the 13th. Um, new moons are new beginnings. It's opportunities to start fresh. And something I always like to suggest that, you know, as we follow the lunar cycles and just like following astrology, it makes this super intentional. So I always like to pay attention to the element, the sign, and sometimes even the house that the new moon, full moon, whatever is happening in. So this new moon in Gemini, this is going to be, I think, a very refreshing energy, but a very heady intellectual energy. And something I've been encouraging as we move through these last... Um, this last, really this last week or so of um, Gemini, this new moon is going to give us an extra opportunity to really take a look at our thoughts. Gemini is all about thinking, intellectualizing, analyzing. And um, what's really cool about this new moon and something that I suggested in a meditation I just posted is like, get clear on what you think and cleanse your thoughts, cleanse the stories, um, let go of the thinking and habits, the thinking habits that do not empower. There are quite a few intense aspects with this new moon. So I would just really suggest like taking a minute, um, being grateful, like celebrating the energy of the new moon, like just taking a moment for intention and inner work is just something that if you're paying attention to the spiritual, um, if you're paying attention to astrology or whatever calls to you, everything is going to call you into your internal work. So that's basically what I teach through all of my reports and my sharing around astrology is like come inwards and do your work because that's where the bliss is and that's where the, the liberation is. So new moon in Gemini, getting clear on thinking, getting a fresh start. Something also so beautiful about this Wednesday, the June 13th, and this will be happening for oh, about a month, is Venus is going to be entering Leo. I just talked about this on my astrology report yesterday. Venus in Leo has a very like fun, sexy, beautiful, expansive energy. And it, to me, like Venus into Leo is like a wonderful vibe around like summer. So this is, we're going to be moving into sun in, um, cancer soon. And I will talk about that in a minute about like self-love, self-nurturance, but Venus entering Leo, Venus is our feminine essence, the way that we love and create. And Leo is heart energy and romance and our inner child. So it's like loving and paying attention to all of those things. And I think it's just, it gives me this really nice feeling in my heart. Mm -hmm. um, and that new moon is going to be happening on that same day. So I think it's going to be just a really nice rejuvenating energy. And that's, that's going to be happening for a while, the Venus and Leo. And I'll talk about when Venus is going to move into Virgo. Um, a couple things to discuss, uh, getting towards the end of June. Um, 
Neptune. So everybody knows about Mercury retrograde. Well, all planets have retrograde cycles. The bigger outer planets just retrograde less. Mercury is a closer planet to the earth and the sun. So that's why I feel like we know about it more because the sun represents our awareness, just how everyone knows about their sun sign in astrology, Mm -hmm. but not everybody knows about all their other stuff. Well, that's because all of it is a little farther away from the sun, like AKA farther away from our conscious awareness. Right. Um, Mercury, I will talk about our Mercury retrograde cycle. That'll be happening the end of July, but we have a Neptune retrograde. And then not long after, we're going to have a Mars retrograde. And that is going to have, oh my goodness, we're going to have, I think, a Neptune retrograde, Mars retrograde, um, Jupiter retrograde, uh, Saturn retrograde, and Pluto retrograde all at the same time. So what, what is that? Is that does that happen? <laughs> is that a thing? Yeah, but don't worry because on July 10th, Jupiter will go direct. So then we'll only have four planets in retrograde. But then not long after, Mercury will be in retrograde. And then don't worry, at the end of the summer, Mars will go direct. But we are this summer having a lot of retrograde planets. And this does happen every so often. Um where we get just a lot of planets in their retrograde cycle. So something that I like to say before I go into the specifics of the Neptune and the Mars retrograde is that retrogrades are opportunities to come inward. So this is very similar to what I was just sharing about, um, you know, just like our inner work, the planets, like we exist under free will and we can pay attention to all this stuff if we want, but the whole, um, message of the mystics and the whole message of all this ancient wisdom is that I think, I don't know much about the Bible, but I hear in esoteric philosophy a lot, they they make um, references to the Bible. And I believe there's a statement that says the kingdom of heaven is within. And I could be totally wrong. So if I am, please like at me on Instagram and like, tell me what it is. But basically it's just the whole idea that across um, all the philosophical philosophy, all the platforms of belief and philosophy that, you know, we have to come inwards and astrology says the same thing. So Neptune retrograde, Neptune, this is going, this is a very meditative energy. This energy, this energy rules like delusion and creativity and these, the spiritual part of ourselves. So with this planet retrograde, I I think it's going to be very interesting. We'll definitely be doing a lot of just internal, like coming within, like if you really need to be like out in the world, like just make sure that you're also coming in, taking care of yourself. And Neptune retrograde may really teach you how to be in solitude and how to know how to be with yourself and, and even be with some of the, the shadow parts of yourself. Shadow is more ruled, I would say, by like a Pluto energy in astrology, but Neptune can definitely rule like the more mystical, like the parts of ourselves we don't really pay attention to. So with the Neptune retrograde, we will be asking, we'll, we will be asked to pay attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and sorry, I have like so much Gemini energy in my chart. When I start talking, I feel like I just like can't even get all my words out. <laughs> no, like, I love I'm, it. No, because I'm, so I'm fast. no, it's good. No, exactly. I'm the same way. Sometimes my brain goes away faster than my mouth. But. It's hilarious. No, and that's why we have so Mercury. 
that's why we have mercury retrogrades because the whole concept is like catching our consciousness up to the to our mind's energy because the mind can go so fast so that's why we retrograde and this makes me think of like periods too the reason we have our periods is to like slow down and look inwards as well and so it's like the planets have their period Babe, what an amazing way to look at it. I love you. You are life. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Like someone quote that and make it a meme. <laughs> Just like also another little plug. I am obsessed with this astrology Instagram called Trash Bag Astrology. Oh my God. I think you also just have to be into astrology, even just a little bit to appreciate it. I will literally be rolling on the floor laughing. Like this, she finds these like memes and then makes these, I I hope I didn't, I don't know if she's a she. Anyways, I'm not sure she, he or she does not reveal their identity. But anyways, I just said she, but they, uh, they just share the funniest freaking memes. Like I literally die. Anyways, trash bag astrology, you guys might like it. Yeah, it's so fun. Um, okay. And then that's just the beginning. I'm going to move through the rest of this. I don't know how much time we have, but basically June 21st, we will be moving into sun and cancer. And as the sun moves through cancer, I always like to say that this is a vibe of like self-nurturance. This is like definitely a little bit of a slowdown energy. So it's like, go to the lake, go to the beach, like spend time in or near water, like nurture the parts of yourself that like, as like your mother would, or like the cosmic mother would, (laughs) because cancer is a maternal energy in astrology and not just like the sweet, gushy, ooey gooey parts of mom, but like the also cancer is a cardinal energy. So it also can be very like directive and like very intense. So it's like, be diligent and like be proactive about the way that you nurture and take care of yourself and like do stuff that's just good for you. And then also nurture other people, but don't cancers can sometimes give way too much to others and forget about themselves. And since you're listening to an Aries astrologer, (laughs) I will always tell you to also be, you know, consciously and gracefully self-preserving so that you can be of service to other people. So So, did you say this is June 21? Yes, June 21st. Okay. And that's summer solstice too. Yeah, we're going to begin summer then as well. And we'll have Venus and Leo and things are all sexy and fun. And Yay, sexy summer. That's when I'm going because I'm going to on the 19th to the 22nd. I'll be in Iceland, which is going to be like a relaxing oh my trip. And then going to Paris with my husband, which is going to be a sexy trip. So sexy. God, you guys are living, you're living your best lives. And like, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, you're going to coach me and help me manifest my husband. Cause okay. I want to go to Iceland on the solstice in Paris, like with my lover. Yeah, and then uh, you can coach me to like, just be more astrologically connected. <laughs> You've got it. Let's do this. Okay. We'll talk about this after. Yeah. <laughs> so, and Iceland's amazing, by the way. I was there like two years ago and it was- Okay. Then I'm. we're definitely going to need to keep talking after this because yeah. I need all your recommendations. Yeah. Iceland is so, so stunning. So anyhow, so we'll move into that 
sun and cancer energy on the solstice. And then towards the end of June, we're going to get that Mars retrograde. So Mars rules our masculine energy, our sexual energy. So wait, let me me just hold up on on the sexy part. The Venus in Leo is going to get us into like sexy sensuality. Mm-hmm. Mars rules sex. Mars rules like the penetrative energy of mm-hmm. our personalities. So that retrograde, it could actually dim down our sex drive a little bit, um, which, hey, never bad. Like make love slowly and like be sensuous, get into that Venus and Leo energy. But Mars retrograde, um, that can also just make us, that's going to be interesting for me as, a, as an Aries because that's my ruling planet. But Mars retrograde, definitely a slowdown energy, definitely like a be patient energy. So we'll all be asked to, yeah, like take a chill pill and see what we can learn from like patience and progression versus just like the go, 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 go. Because that's what Mars direct encourages is that we're like in our masculine and really in that very like penetrative energy. That sounds so intense. Yes. Uh, Sorry, but. (laughs) Um, But no, I totally know what you mean. Like that, like kind of like bull in a China shop, just like going forward and like taking names. Yes. And it's funny you say that because I've had so many readings and literally they, they, I've had multiple readers and astrologers tell me that like, I'm like a bull in a China shop. Oh yeah. No, I hundred percent, which is so funny. Cause I feel like you're the most like feminine, soft feather of a human. Oh my God. Well, I am, I am, but I, I literally was just talking about this the other day and this is why astrology is so cool y'all. Cause you can really understand the complexities of your own personality and psychology. Cause for me, I'm super like feminine and sensuous and like deeply, deeply receptive. But then I'm also like a fucking warrior nutso. Like, let's be honest. Like it's, I have a lot of masculine energy and those things, like as I get as I'm getting older, I'm doing a lot of healing and understanding myself more. It's getting those parts of my personality to really honor each other versus like be at war. And that's also what we see in the world and in relationships is like, mm-hmm. you know, I've played out in my life. I think I mentioned this to you last time, or I don't know, I've been talking about this lately, but relationships for me have not always been an easy thing. And mm-hmm. I turned to my astrology chart to really understand like where the heck I was coming from. And when your masculine feminine energy is not fluid, that reflects itself in your male to female relationships, like whether you're a man or woman, whatever, just masculine feminine relationships. And as we start to heal those polarities inside of ourselves, that's when we start to see on the outside our relationships with others, whether it's friendships, I'm mainly talking intimate relationships. We start to see those things really start to heal and mm-hmm. and make amends. But it all begins within. Like I'm just gonna keep coming back to that. That's gonna be what my first book's about. Yes. It begins <laughs> inside. It begins yeah. within. <laughs> um but thank you. I appreciate I'm glad I come off that way. And yeah. I am that way, but I'm also you know, you have to have like a fire underneath all that. Oh, I am a hundred percent. Like I, that's like my biggest, one of my biggest goals for, I hate the word goals, but my biggest vision for myself this year was to be more feminine, just like, yes, more that's, and we talked about that last time, which I do remember. And that's, yeah. you know, as I've been working more on loving and honoring my femininity, my whole life has just been like, 
freaking amazing and much better with men, like much, much better in that part of my life. So if you want to know just a little tidbit, you guys, if you want to know more about like your feminine essence, look at your Venus line in your natal chart. And if you want help on that, um, get at me and I'll probably write something about it soon. So anyhow, we're never going to get through this report just because like you and me are tangent. We're both, yeah, we are both, we we like to interrupt and like go on like (laughs) total side bar combos. Um, Okay. So, okay. So where, where are we in month wise now? So we're getting now to the middle of July and this is going to be the beginning of our eclipse season. Now this is going to be July 12th, new moon in cancer and a partial solar eclipse. I skipped over. I think I didn't talk to you guys about the last full moon, which probably has an eclipse as well. So please don't hurt me. Um, But for the sake of moving on, if you follow on my Instagram, I talk about, I literally produce reports for every full moon and new moon. So I just want to get through some of these aspects so you guys can learn a little bit more. Cause I feel like everyone talks about new moon, full moon stuff. And not only that, the eclipse season is like always a huge deal in the spiritual woo woo world. So like yeah. you're going to be hearing about it. So anyways, in the middle of the month, we will have a good check-in new moon revitalizing energy around self-nurturance, around all the themes of cancerian energy, definitely around our feminine and around our fierce feminine. Um, that's going to all be stuff up for, you know, introspection and exploration during our cancer transit. Um, in the middle of July, also actually just before this new moon, just a few days before Venus will shift out of Leo and move into Virgo. And when Venus goes into Virgo, that's a bit of an interesting space for her because that's when our feminine essence, our creative essence, our love energy is going to become very, it can become a little bit regimented and a little bit like hyper aware of detail. So as Venus moves into Virgo, don't pick it yourself. Don't pick it your lover too much. Like just be conscientious of, uh, Virgos are, Virgos are very hyper aware, which makes them very brilliant, but it can also make them very critical. So with Venus moving into Virgo, we can kind of embody, we can bring in some of that energy. So just be aware of that and like temper it a little bit if you want. <laughs> if you want. If you want or just to. be a raging psycho and to everyone. <laughs> Yeah, these are all just suggestions. Um, <laughs> Do you? All right. And then July 22nd. Um, actually, I believe it's the 23rd because I feel like the 22nd is still cancer, but this is what was on Cafe Astrology. In July, July 22nd or 23rd, I'll get you a final date at some point. Uh, we're going to move into Leo. So Sun and Leo is going to shift out of the sort of insular, feminine, um, nurturance, vibey mother energy of cancer. And we're going to move into the fire sign celebratory, like party power party that is Leo. And as an Aries, I love Leo season. It's just a really fun time for me. And it transits my seventh house. It's just fun. And it's always, I always seem to do a ton of manifesting during Leo season. But anyways, this isn't about me. This is for you. (laughs) And, (laughs) and as you, as we move into Leo season, amazing time, like Leo rules joy 
and romance and being the center of attention and sharing your light and your love and your power with others. Because Leo is ruled by the sun and it's also the heart chakra, rules the heart chakra and the body. So it's just all of those themes. Um, It's very, very, it's a beautiful energy. Leo is a time to celebrate and to lighten up and just overall enjoy yourself. Okay. Um, enjoy yourself until Mercury goes into retro. Just kidding. <laughs> Mercury, Mercury will go. Hide. Yeah. Yeah. And then Mercury is going to go retrograde. Um, July 26th. And that, let's see, I actually didn't write down the signs. I am the worst astrologer. Hold on. <laughs> no, you're I'm so bad. I'm just like, that's me sometimes being an Aries, like details. I'm just like, oh, no, I'm the same. I'm like, I want theories, not facts. Like, <gasps> so funny. Oh my God. Okay, good. So uh, it is. So Mercury is going to be up in Leo and it's going to stay, it's going to station retrograde on July 26th at 1.02 a.m. According to cafeastrology.com. And here's the good news, you guys. Mercury retrograde only lasts for three weeks. And just remember, like for retrogrades, like I said, re. Retrograde starts with re. So reconsider, review, like just re-up on your life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like take a look inwards. And um, during Mercury retrograde, 23 degrees in Leo, uh, that's just going to be a great time to mentally, intellectually, maybe explore the places that you don't love yourself, explore the places that joy is not in your life or explore the places where these things are. Mercury rules the mind and it, we always have to sort of like think and go internal when we have a Mercury retrograde. That's why people freak out. Cause like not a lot of people are like, they're, they don't pay attention to their internal weather. They live very external 24-7. They just live in the illusory world. 100% okay. But if you really want to like feel centered and like really enjoy the bliss that life can offer, you've got to know how to come inwards. And that's what these retrogrades encourage. So Mercury retrograde three weeks, it's going to go direct on August 19th. So not to worry, it's not a long retrograde cycle. They never are, but people always seem to pretend like it's the end of the world. Meanwhile, no one's paying attention to Pluto retrograde, which is like an even bigger deal. Um, <laughs> Cause that's the farthest planets. And not a lot of people, like I said, like the planets that are far away from the sun, they're not so much in our conscious awareness, but we do a ton of work with a Pluto retrograde. And we're actually in a Pluto retrograde right now. Um, Okay, moving on. I've just got a couple more. July 27th, um, just the day after that Mercury retrograde, we will be having a full moon and a total lunar eclipse. Um, That's a big old deal. (laughs) That is going to be a full moon in Aquarius and a total lunar eclipse. Eclipses are like spiritual upgrades and they can be intense depending on where you're at in your growth and evolution. So don't worry. I always say like, I just posted something recently and I was like, I was like, it said something about how direct experience is like the best teacher. And the reason I posted that is because 
you can look at the stars and astrology and tarot, but like let life bring you experiences. Like you're creating it and calling it all in anyway to give you the best experience possible. If you're experiencing a lot of shit, which a total lunar eclipse can definitely bring up, do not freaking worry. Everything is there to serve. Everything is there to serve us and bring us to our own happy ending. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like a full moon can definitely be a lot of like releasing, but just think as you keep refining and like paying attention to yourself and loving yourself and facing the challenges that life presents, you, you refine, you refine, you refine and things become easier. They really, really do. They still may challenge you, but you move through them with more grace and awareness. And, um, that is why, paying attention to a lunar eclipse, whatever it may bring up, um, is just a face and it's just to respect and to honor like whatever needs to go. Uh, cause that may be a big, big theme with that eclipse and with that full moon in Aquarius. And that's a full moon. Um, as I said, full moon in Aquarius. So that could be like impacting stuff on like a really, really big level because Aquarius is all about how we treat and interact with humanity as a whole. So that can, there could be a lot of like bigger themes during that full moon lunar eclipse of like where humanity is at and like how we as the individual, like, um, treat our, our world and our society and all that stuff. So anyways, big deal. And like that may be a very, very big space for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, during that full moon. All right. So as I already said, August 19th, Mercury direct, um, it does take a couple days for Mercury's faculties to come back online or actually sometimes a couple weeks. So just be patient and get excited about whatever lessons and beautiful information Mercury direct or Mercury retrograde presents, and you will begin to integrate, um, into your experience with that direct motion on the 19th. Then on August 23rd, we say bye-bye to our beautiful Sun in Leo, and we're going to move into Sun in Virgo. Sun in Virgo is an amazing opportunity to pay attention to the moment, to pay attention to our work, to pay attention to our health and our balance with our health and our work. Um, Virgos, as I said about the Venus in Virgo moment, is that Virgo will always ask us and make us pay attention to... to, yeah, just like to the minute details of things, which a lot of people don't like to do, AKA such as myself. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but be, moving sun into Virgo, <clears throat> definitely an amazing, amazing time to dot your I's and cross your T's in your life. Make a to-do list. Um, Virgo's an earth sign. It's very productive. Virgos are often workaholics and they often are quite successful because they are true workaholics. Uh, AKA Beyonce, Tom Ford. I know a lot of like incredibly powerful Virgos because they're just like, they get so engrossed in something and they just work and work and work and work and work and work. But the Virgos and a good reminder for all of us is we have to also pay attention to our health because Virgos can very easily get, they, they can be known as like the hypochondriacs of the Zodiac And because they're so conscious of the moment, but then if they're not paying attention to their own bodies and their own well-being, they get really touchy and they can get really sick. So as can everyone, this is not just privy to the Virgos, but it's definitely honoring and respecting that work 
um, <laughs> that work health balance. Mm-hmm. Um, and then getting towards the end of the August, and then my report will be complete. We've got our, <laughs> full, got our full moon in Pisces. Um, and I'm, I guess I've only been wanting to talk to you guys about the full moon. Sorry, but new moons are in there somewhere too. Full moon in Pisces, amazing time again to release what no longer serves. A full moon will always oppose the sun. So Virgo is all about the moment. And then Pisces is all about the soul and like dissolution. Um, I do believe we will still be in our Neptune retrograde during this new moon. Neptune will not go direct until the end of November. So Neptune being the ruling planet of that full moon in Pisces, um, that could be a very interesting time. I would definitely recommend like salt baths, like salt water baths and things. Like detoxing. Uh, Yes. Yes. Cause Virgo is all about health in the moment. And then, um, Pisces, that Pisces full moon is going to be like water energy. I remember a couple years back, <laughs> this is, it's okay, guys, you won't get broken up with on a full moon in Pisces, unless it's, a, <laughs> unless it's a relationship that really doesn't serve you. But I remember I, on a full moon, the full moon prior, I was in this really strange relationship. And I literally said to the moon, I was like, Hey, like, I, because I'm very into lunar manifesting. And when you're really on it with the lunar cycles, it's freaking nuts what you can create. So I remember I was, it was the month before, this was three years ago. And I was like, you know what? I'm ready to let go of this relationship. Or am I ready to let go of this relationship? I was like really attached to this person. And then basically I was like, I surrender it to you. Like, give me the answer. And I'll, I'll I, and I was very nervous and scared because I was attached to this relationship. So then we continued dating and having our situationship for the next month. And then on the full moon during that time, he told me he was moving states. And I was like, okay, well, there's a big old thing. <laughs> and in my mind, I was like, well, we could keep it going all good. And then on August 26th, full moon Pisces, a couple of years back, um, he broke up with me like uh, in the most, he was in Aries as well in the most brash way. I remember crying for three days, but I asked, I said, Hey, like on that last full moon, I was like, if this is not in my highest, I surrender it. And then a month later on that next full moon in Pisces, I hadn't been listening to my spirit, AKA Pisces. I knew it was a bad idea for many, many months. And then that full moon opposed the sun and Virgo was like, yep, that's gone. That is gone. And, And it ended. So that's, I say that story as like an analogy that, you know, full moon cycles, they don't all have to be like ripping things out of your experience because each time as you refine and you pay attention, you can gracefully surrender things, right? It doesn't have to be ripped out of your life. So anyhow, last thing out, it's so powerful. I'll never forget that. It was so, it was, I mean, it was horrible at the time, but it was like really freaking amazing. Like as an astrologer, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like that's a great example. Um, And then the last thing I'll say is end of August, uh, we'll have that Mars direct. So Mars energy will come back online. You can really get to getting down. Just kidding. You can always get down, but (laughs) your vitality and all your action faculties and all the energy of Mars um, and forward movement will be back online for us at the end of August. Oh my God. Amazing. Oh my gosh. I hope everyone was taking notes and (gasps) knows what to do to live your life this summer now. 
Oh my God. What a fun thing. I hope all of that helped. And oh my God, for sure. I'm like, I, I think like the overall theme is like looking inward yes. and not being afraid of change because when change happens, it's making room for better shit. It's amen, baby. That's it. <laughs> Drop the mic. Drop the mic. Oh my gosh. That was so good. Thank you so, so much, Natalia. Oh my God. You're so welcome. I feel like we're both tired from that. I literally <laughs> just talked for, this well, is the life of an astrologer. Literally you you better have a good Gemini, like good placements. Cause you're going to be talking a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Oh my God. That was so amazing. And you guys make sure to check out Natalia Benson. Tell us where to find you. So I'm very active on my Instagram and I'm always talking and blogging about the lunar and the astrological insights. So it's just at Natalia underscore Benson. And then my website is www.nataliabenson.com. And thank you, babe, for having me. This was so fun. Oh my gosh. Thank you. So everyone... Just be mindful of the moons and be mindful (laughs) of how you're feeling and enjoy your summer forecast and we'll catch you next time. Thanks, babe. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for being a chill Chakra Girl and tuning in to Chakra Girl Radio. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. You can find more info on Chakras and on Amber Lee at thechakragirlco.com and follow all the glam and grounded goodness on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at thechakragirlco. Amber Lee loves engaging with her listeners, so DM her anytime.